Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith. And Brian Belter. Today we are continuing our journey into Exodus, and we will be moving on into some of Moses' interactions with Pharaoh and Pharaoh's reactions to him. Today we will be reading from Exodus chapter 5, and then skipping on into Exodus chapter 7, verses 1 through 13. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went up and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice, and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people away from their work? Get back to your burdens. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens? The same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their foremen, You shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks, as in the past. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they made in the past you shall impose on them. You shall by no means reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry, Let us go and offer sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid on the men, that they may labor at it and pay no regard to lying words. So the taskmasters and the foremen of the people went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you your straw. Go and get your straw yourselves, wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced in the least. So the people were scattered throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Complete your work, your daily task each day as when there was straw. And the foremen of the people of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, Why have you not done all your task of making bricks today and yesterday, as in the past? Then the foreman of the people of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, Why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants, yet you say to us, Make bricks, and behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But he said, You are idle, you are idle, that is why you say, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go now and work, no straw will be given to you, but you must still deliver the same number of bricks. The foremen of the people of Israel saw that they were in trouble when they said, You shall by no means reduce your number of bricks, your daily task each day. They met Moses and Aaron, who were waiting for them as they came out from Pharaoh. And they said to them, The Lord look on you and judge, because you have made us stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants, and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of this land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. 
Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my hosts, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so, and they did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Prove yourselves by working a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. So we finally have the encounter of Moses versus the Pharaoh for the first time. Aaron's there too. Aaron's there too, of course. Uh, the mouthpiece of Moses, for the most part. Um, and I mean, this is just, you know, we're really kind of ramping things up. We're getting close to uh, visiting the plagues. I mean, this is all during a time where, um, I mean, in Moses' first request, as we see here, is simply to go out and worship their God. Yeah, he doesn't come right out and say... Let my people go. You know, the big profession of saying, we, we want out of Egypt, we get us out of slavery. He sim- simply, kind of, in the first encounter, says, we just want a little break to go worship our God. And man, Pharaoh's initial reaction is just, no. If you have time to go pray, you can, You have time to work even harder. If you have time to pray, you have time to make clay. I just made that up on the spot. Oh, I, feel- <laughs> I am sorry to all of our listeners. <laughs> I started thinking of the old phrase, you got time to lean, you got time to hey, clean. You got, and you got we, time to make clay without hay. Without hay. Okay, we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Pharaoh says, if you got time that you want off to go worship, I guess we're not working you hard enough. So from now on, my people aren't going to be bringing you straw to make these bricks. you got to make these bricks on your own, find this straw on your own. But you know what? Even though I'm giving you another task to do... You still have to make the same number of bricks that you're making before. I'm adding some to you, but your productivity must stay the same. I mean, that's uh, it's, I mean, it's just request. a it's, all, it's yeah. just a clap back. Like just immediately, you know, how dare you even suggest that you're being mistreated or that you need any sort of special treatment? And of course, Moses, you know, he rises to the occasion, doubles down. He feels like, or wait, no, I don't. No, nope, that's not quite a Moses reaction. <laughs> Moses sees all this going on, you know, there's the the outcry from the people. I mean, they're they're getting their backs broken literally through the work and through abuse from the taskmasters. And Moses, as we see here at the end or near the end of the uh, chapter five, he's he cries out to the Lord, Why did you even send me here? I talked to Pharaoh and these people are being even more burdened than before I was sent here. Um kind of a I don't, I don't call it a classic Moses move, but it kind of seems what he does here in the beginning, at least. You know what it is? It's a classic man move. That's I mean, true. honestly, like, I think about myself. I mean, how many times have I been 
hit with even mild discomfort in life. And through either my actions or even verbally speaking to God, like, why? Like, why is this befalling me? Woe is me. I mean, I don't know. You, we kind of visit a lot of trouble on Moses for some of his reactions yeah, here. Yeah, but it's but very human. He always does have a very human yeah. react. Even though he has encountered God directly. True. I mean, you would think that that would put him in a little more secure place, but... He is just a fallen human being, just like the rest of us. So, you know, these doubts and these fears, these concerns are always yeah. present in his mind, it seems. Well, you got to remember, too, like, uh, we're visiting Moses talking to the Pharaoh a couple pages after he left his homeland that he'd been living in, when in reality, it's been probably years. I mean, they t- it could be. I was a little alarmed and I'd kind of forgotten this point, but they mentioned that Moses and Aaron are 80 and 83 at this point in time. I mean, these are not... Young this bucks. is not Heston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... With his barrel chest. Oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, the same thing. They're, they're aged gentlemen at this point in time in mm-hmm. their lives. And it's taken a long time to get back here and immediately faces some pretty hardcore retaliation to even mentioning going to pray. But then we come back to uh, Moses pleading with God, and God comes to reassure Moses once again to tell him, you know, that he is the strength behind Moses, behind Aaron. Um, It's going to appear to Pharaoh that Moses is as a god, and Aaron is as his prophet, but we all know that true God is behind Moses. And Moses is the prophet, along with Aaron here. Um, and so with that, you know, we see Moses get kind of get a little pep talk again from God. God reminds him who he is and what he's going to do. And, and then here we go, Moses and Aaron, attempt number two, back up to Pharaoh. Um, but we all know that classic phrase from Exodus, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. Um, we see Aaron throw down his staff becomes and becomes a serpent and we have some sorcerers on the side of Egypt throw down their staves that become serpents however Aaron's staff shows the dominance of the one true god as it devours two other staves that had been turned into serpents i mean literal signs of god's work and god's power in front of these people and that uh, kind of brings us to our new testament tie in here too that you know, Jesus performed these signs and miracles all throughout, you know, Judea um, and was still shut down by the Pharisees. I mean, I guess you could say the Pharisees' hearts were hardened uh, and the Sadducees and even the everyday, some of the everyday Jewish people, their hearts were hardened just like Pharaoh's heart was hardened. I guess, I mean, sometimes I look at that and I think, you know, God hardened Pharaoh's heart and didn't let the people go right away. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to me. But then I really think about it and the plan that God had, the way that this was supposed to be carried out, wouldn't have happened if if he would have just if Pharaoh would have just said, You know what? You're right, why don't you go and Yeah. Go and do your worship and uh go Kinda and talk helps to us God. understand that we may not always when we're saying that woe is me to the sky or why did you take them now type of discussions with God that we hold within our hearts we 
we don't always know his plan. Uh, there's usually a good reason for it. Yeah, we can look back now as outsiders into the uh, into the Book of Exodus, even the whole the whole Bible itself. When we we see the story, we know how it how it goes and why. Maybe some wise of why God did things the way He did, but if you can imagine the people of that time, I mean, you promised to deliver us, and now you're making things even worse for us for a little bit. Yeah. But we're going to uh, learn shortly here in the next coming days that uh, there's a little retribution coming back on the Egyptians uh, in the form of some plagues. And the Israelites. I yeah, mean, they, they were, were there too. too. It's true. They were in that land at the same time. So if you um, think things are hard at the moment. Yeah, we've got uh, nine plagues visited upon both of them, and then that, that final tenth plague visited upon the Egyptians. But we will get into that in the next couple of days here. Um discussing these plagues. Well, we're about to have our daily reminder of the services that we hold here at Holy Cross. Uh, during this Lenten season, we are holding services on Wednesday at 11 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock in the evening. Don't forget the dinner before the 7 o'clock service. Wouldn't want to forget <laughs> the dinner. By now, we've already had two good dinners. <laughs> yeah, always looking forward to another one. And we do have also our weekend services during the Lenten season. Uh, Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. with an hour-long Bible study starting at 9.15 each Sunday. So once again, please come join us for some worship and some good fellowship during the Lenten season. Hope to see you there. And as we close on a, another episode of our conversational devotional, we would like to ask you to join us for a short prayer. Lord, thank you for bringing Brian and I together again once more to share in your word and listen to your Old Testament and hear about the wonders that you performed through Moses in front of the Pharaoh and in front of the Israeli people. As well as the Israelis of that time, we today may not always understand your true designs where you might be taking us in our paths in life. And we may look to this guy and ask, why me, Lord? Why this? Why now? But help us to soften our hearts rather than harden them like Pharaoh's, to understand that there is a plan, there is a purpose, and that one day we also will find ourselves within your loving embrace as we know in our hearts that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins in order to find ourselves finally joining the church triumphant. In your name, Lord, we ask you these things. Amen. Amen. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.